Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey there, lady. Welcome back. If you're anything like me, you are having a really hard time wrapping your head around the fact that it is the end of November. I I just, uh, it was just a blink. Everything has been a blink. And it seems like from this time, from here on out, especially this week being right before Thanksgiving or actually Thanksgiving week, and then just, it's just a steamroll into everything holiday, everything full fly, just full force into the holiday season. And then everybody's talking about the new year and this and that. And oh my gosh, it's just a time for me that spins so quickly. And so many of you have said the same thing. And this year... I am intending, manifesting, professing, I'm not sure which the term that I'm going to use, but regardless, I am fully going into this time of the year with a different outlook than I've had in the years past. And the reason why I'm doing this is because of the grounding practices that I've been implementing this entire year and realizing how important grounding is for me for all of us, truthfully, but anybody that you can raise your hand and identify you struggle with anxiety or you get really overwhelmed or you get so bogged down by life or you just don't ever feel like you're fully present in anything, if you can raise your hand and say, heck yes, that is me, which, spoiler alert, it's probably all of us, Grounding can be so beneficial for you. And what a better time of the year to actually be present than the holiday season, than the time that is totally meant to be about us being present. But oftentimes we are so far off in a zillion different directions. It's more of a drag. It's more of an annoyance. It's more of a burden than it is something that we are enjoying. And I don't want to live that way. I don't want to look back and say that times with my loved ones stressed me out more than it brought me joy. I'm done with that. I lived in that space for a long time and I don't want to be that way anymore. Grounding or centering, I guess you can use it in any different way. If you're not familiar with it, it means, first of all, if you're not familiar with it, go and follow me on Instagram because most days I make sure that I post some kind of afternoon grounding practice or talk about that in different ways. So lots of different grounding goes into Instagram and above and beyond grounding on Instagram. It is one thing that is a non-negotiable with all of my one-on-one clients. And the nice part about grounding practices is they look so different and there's so many different ways to do it. So though I say it's a non-negotiable, it doesn't mean for my one client that she actually really enjoys grounding by meditating. 
Another client that I have right now, her grounding practice is outdoor time. Another client is breath work. There's so many different ways that you can be grounded and they can vary from time to time. And you can also have an arsenal of them so you can pull them out at your disposal. But grounding to me really allows me, like I said earlier, to be present, to be aware of what is happening, whether it's with our technology that we have or just the spiral of crazed rabbit hole twisting that our mind brings to us, we're usually really not present 99% of the time. And you might have experienced this when you've tried, if you've tried like me to do a meditation and you do the whole meditation and it gets through, I like to do guided ones. And I realize I didn't hear anything that that person was telling me because I was thinking about what groceries I had to get, what should I clean, what's next on my to-do list, what sh- is, is something itching, am I do what, what? That just shows you right then and there, and it shows me right then and there how I'm usually not very present, even when I'm trying really hard to be. So this is all a practice. Don't, don't think that we have this mastered. We never do anything in a mastered fashion. It's always just making it to be just a little bit better. The other thing that I want to remind you about grounding is it's not meant to be this way all the time. Well, actually, we probably should be this way all the time, but that's not reality. But just because you're not dedicating 20 full minutes to meditation or because you didn't get in your non-negotiable set grounding practice in for the day, that doesn't mean that it's a wash. We can do little tiny things throughout our day, throughout our hours, throughout our weeks that snowball and become a huge cumulative effect. And maybe it's not all at one time, but it's little tiny snapshots here and there. We're going to talk about all of those as the episode goes on as well. Grounding also to me means being connected with the earth the earth is so wise. And I, if you would have asked me several years ago, I'd be like, yeah, cool, whatever, fine. But the more and more you think about it, it just, it's so self-sustaining. It's self-nourishing. It knows how to ebb and flow and change and grow. And it helps us to allow to do the same if we just pay attention to that, whether that's following a moon cycle or just getting outside in nature or having plants in your house, whatever that is, somehow being connected back to the earth is really, really centering. Think of a tree. It's rooted so deep into the earth and it's not going anywhere because it just has those hard wired roots. We're the same way if we allow it to be. Talking about rooted, really that's a huge fundamental of what grounding is for me. Grounding helps me to clear my mind, so weed out some of that chatter, especially when I'm in a really tough situation. I can start to not react, but instead respond. I don't have to immediately go to an answer or an emotion or something, which again, technology so puts that on. You get an alert of a text message. It's like, oh, I better I better get it right now. I better stop everything that I'm doing right now and respond. No, 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 no. Probably my response isn't going to be the most genuine response or the most well thought out response. Or I'm going to respond and forget that I did and totally put it in the back of my mind. So why not wait until I can give that person my full attention 
they're going to appreciate that so much more than if I quickly fired off a response and it was a half-assed one. Why not wait and be really mindful of what we're sending to somebody? And that's just one example. But thinking all the other things too, in what way of life can we just hold back and be a little bit more reactive or excuse me, be a little bit more responsive instead of reactive. Uh, Grounding for me really helps me to recharge my energy as well. It helps me to just find some quiet time to the clearing of the mind, I think, and that recharging of the energy for me go hand in hand. When I'm very anxious, I have described it as either a snow globe shaking up and just trying to grasp on for any crazy train of thought or think about anxiety or overwhelm as your mind is running a marathon all the time. It just doesn't stop. It's thought, it's thought, it's this, it's that, it's boom, it's all over. It's da 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 Think of how tired you are after you work out. Your mind is doing that constantly. It's so draining for us. And it's really easy for us to dismiss mental exhaustion and physical exhaustion. Physical exhaustion has something that's tangible. We can see it. We can, we know I was at the gym. I lifted weights. Oh, no wonder why my legs are a little bit tired today or my arms are a little bit sore. There's something that we can touch in that. We tend to dismiss all of that drain of our physical energy or our mental exhaustion because it's not quite as tangible, but it doesn't mean that it's not as important or it doesn't equal the same type of fatigue or deserving of rest as our physical body does. I found recently too how important when I'm grounded and a little bit more centered, that my instincts and my intuition are strengthened. It's really hard for me to think clearly or to even know what an intuitive thought, whether that's with food, whether that's in a decision that I'm trying to make, whether that's in my career, whether that's with people in my life. It's really hard for me when I'm all scattered when I'm all over the place and floating in a million directions. I can't even grab onto a clear, tangible thought pattern of what should I do next. I There's no way if I can't even decide if I should go grocery shopping or if I should do computer work or if I should this or that. There's no way that I'm able to actually tap into what my body and heart and intuition is telling me if simple things aren't even coming at me. And calming emotions kind of go hand in hand with that. It's just allowing me a little bit more space to say, okay, emotion, I see you. I know that you are here to serve a purpose. I can understand that. What? And then it also allows me space to say, emotion, what are you here to show me? And if I'm not at a place where I can deal with that emotion, then I can say, Thank you, emotion, for showing up. I'm going to put you just in this clear box for just a little bit of time. Maybe it's 10 minutes. Maybe it's a day. But then I will come back to you because I honor you and I see that you are there to do something for me, not just to hurt me. But right now, I have to detach from you for just a little bit of time. When I'm ungrounded, I find myself being very easily distracted, overthinking, spacing out, 
again, not being able to track thoughts is a really common one. Also, pain, poor sleep, and fatigue. That mind and body connection is so darn strong. So when we're all scattered, it's really hard for us, again, maybe to even listen to the intuition of saying, I need to rest, or I should change up the weight or how I'm eating. And then that can start to manifest in pain, in poor sleep, in disease, in other ways of our life. All of that is our body's way of communicating with us. And when we're not allowed, allowing ourselves to hear that or to tap into that, it's going to get louder and louder until we can't ignore that anymore. Anxiety and worry, of course, are probably my go-tos of when I'm of when I'm not grounded and when I'm out of alignment in general. They, for most people, are. It's just that easy, easy spiral when nothing, when you have nothing. Think about floating around in the ocean and you don't have a buoy and you're just bobbing up and down and it's just crazed. But as soon as you can grasp onto a buoy or a something, a life vest, something, whew. Suddenly you can just take a breath. Like you're not having to fight the whole time. Like there's just something right there pulling you, centering you, and keeping you just a little bit safer. So how do I, what does grounding look like? How do I do that? How can you do that? And if you guys have any grounding practices that you like, please hit me up on Instagram. Please share them. I would love to know. I think it's like we said earlier in the episode, always great to have a huge arsenal in your back pocket to pull out because maybe in that moment, a certain grounding practice can't work for me. Maybe I can't go out and walk because I'm stuck inside, but is there something else that I can do or is there something else that somebody else has done that we can help each other out with? Easy things, simple, feeling your body. Sometimes just putting a hand on my chest And having my fingertips touch my skin is really grounding. It just stops for a second and makes me really present and really aware of this is my body. And then you can start to expand that out. So maybe that's when you're moving. Maybe that's when you're doing yoga or when you're lifting weights. If you're really centering and kind of being mindful of that body, you can start to think, oh, this is the muscle that I'm trying to work. I always get this when I go to yoga And I'm doing a pose that you've done a zillion times. If you guys are familiar with yoga, simple things like a downward dog, even if you're not, you've probably know what a downward dog is. It's, It's a genuine piece of, I mean, it's a fundamental piece of yoga. But suddenly the instructor says, pull your knees up, engage your core, draw your hips back. And I'm very, very aware of, oh my gosh, I have all these muscles in my body. If if I pay attention, I can cue them. I can do the move just a little bit better to get a little bit more benefit out. Feeling your body, especially your feet too. Think about what's grounding us. Grounding practices oftentimes do get that name from going outside and putting your feet on the grass or putting your feet in nature. It's that immediate connection with the earth. And right now, it's freaking freezing and there's snow on the ground. There's no way I'm putting my feet on anything outside without my wool socks and my boots on. Um, thanks to my mom for uh, forcing me to wear boots and stop wearing shoes without socks now that it's winter time. But just that there's something about that sensation when we really feel what that sensation is. Maybe that is when you're eating. Maybe that's 
when you're drinking something. Maybe it's just really, really being mindful about the sensations that you feel. Mindful movement, again, is a great, great tool to help you be grounded. If you're doing mindful movement, though, it needs to be in a way that is actually benefiting you. High intensity exercise, weightlifting, things like that for me, I used to tell myself the story of that is where I was really mindful. That's where I was really present. That's where it was really a release for me. It's not. I can see that now. It makes me feel good. But that is not where I recharge. So shifting that away, and maybe for you, you do recharge there. Great. But for me, slowing down and being really meticulous in my movements like yoga or breath work, that is for me a better fit in that space. Outdoor time, like I said, typically my afternoon grounding is some kind of walk out in nature and I don't care how cold it is, I'm going to keep up that practice. You just bundle up and what a better way to be really aware and grounded of the universe when you take a big breath in and that cold air hits your lungs. It stops you in your tracks pretty quickly. Of course, meditation and breath work. We've said those kind of two interchangeably. That what a what a more present way to be what a more present way. What a more exact way to be present in the moment than actually just slowing down and cutting out the chatter. And things too, like essential oils or smells. I will put a eucalyptus blend on my chest and it's really strong and potent and I get a really big whiff and it just again for a, a tiny minute second probably stops me right in my check and just reminds me like, oh, I'm here and I can smell this. Just those little tiny, tiny micro practices again are adding up. Grounding is so important and it's something that has been fundamental in my growth, in my self-discovery, self-love, self spirituality, whatever you want to call it, journey. But there's a reason for it. And we sometimes think that our quote unquote fixes need to be really complicated. Boil it down and keep it as simple as possible. But the more that you can root those feet down onto the floor or the earth or wherever you are needing to, the more you can be present the more you can actually see what is serving you in life and what isn't. And the more you're allowed then to release what isn't serving you and hold tightly on and work towards the things that are. I want to enjoy my life. I want others that are around me to know and to feel the love that I have for them. And if I can root myself down, if I can take care of what I need first, then I can share that with them and I can be really, really aware and present for the 900th time. I'll say the word present, but I can really be with that person or with that group of people or with myself for that matter. I want to know what are your favorite grounding practices? How do you implement them? And if not, are there ways that you can start to do little tiny, tiny things throughout your day that allow you just to take it back in a little bit more and to be just a little bit more grounded. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. 
It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.